For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. You're listening to Eagles Unfiltered. E-A-T-L-E-S, Eagles! This podcast is powered by Eagle Maven of Sports Illustrated. Third down and one. Hurts, eating, first down, and a touchdown. Here are your hosts, Ed Kraz and Connor Miles. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Eagles Unfiltered. I'm Ed Kratz, joined by my colleague, John McMullen. We are with SI.com Eagles Today. Uh, we are here at the NovaCare Complex. It is a beautiful Friday morning, and uh, it's game weekend. The NFL season opened Thursday night with the uh, Buffalo Bills beating the Los Angeles Rams, and now we're going to see what the Eagles can do as uh, a big truck gets ready to roll by us here. But we're going to see. Now we're at the NovaCare Complex. <laughs> Yeah, all right. LT, LTL break, we'll give them a shout out. Uh, right. Always happens here at the Novacare. Yeah, never a moment without a distraction. But anyway, uh, Eagles open their season Sunday, 1 o'clock in Ford Field in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, John and I will be there and we will bring you everything that needs to be brought to you. Uh, but until then, it's Friday, last preparation day really for the Eagles before they head to Detroit. And, uh, John, let's let's talk about this game a little bit. Um, obviously, the Detroit Lions were a bad football team last year, three thirteen and one. The Eagles went out there at two and five and turned their season around with a forty four to six win. Um, you know, but the Lions are a little bit different team this year, and obviously, it's the opener. The Lions don't realize they're not supposed to be any good this year. Meanwhile, there's all these Super Bowl uh, Super Bowl expectations swirling around the Eagles. Uh, what, do, what do you have any concerns about this game? From a talent standpoint, no. Uh, I think it's pretty clear the Eagles have more talent. But, yeah, I mean, you saw it yesterday, last night we're taping this Friday, as you mentioned, a football Friday here at the Novacare Complex. You see, and I don't like to call them the defending, I like to call them the reigning Super Bowl champions. The Rams get waxed because, you know, things are different. That's not the same group that won the Super Bowl. You have this incredible turnover always in the NFL. Um and Sean McVay said he got humbled a little bit. You know, he's the guy when it comes to modern coaching in the NFL. He admitted he was a little humbled by that. I, I do think the Eagles seem a little bit overconfident, dare I say. Uh, you know, they, they obviously trounced Detroit last year, 44-6, to six, I believe, was the score. Um, it, it, you know, it's a different team. It's a different Detroit team. Um, I know they're worried about Aiden Hutchinson, the number two overall pick from the Eagles. Their offensive line is very good, but uh, Frank Ragnow might not play. He's got a groin issue. Halafuli Vatibaita, our old friend, is out on injured reserve. So they say, oh, Panay Sewell, they still have Taylor Decker, so they have some talented people up front. But skill position people don't scare you. I mean, T.J. Hawkinson's a really good player, but he's not an explosive tight end whereas Dallas Goddard's more of an explosive tight end. 
uh, the receivers until Jamison Williams comes back. Uh, he's not ready to go coming off a torn ACL. So they don't have really splashy guys at receiver. They have a good slot receiver in uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. But again, that's not going to scare anybody. Running back DeAndre Stiff, Swift, good player, not explosive. So I, I do think the Eagles are far more talented. My only concern at Kratz, my only concern is overconfidence. And they seem a little bit haughty, to be honest. Yeah, you know, when Jason Kelsey, their center, comes out midweek and kind of lights a fire and sends a message saying, we better not be comfortable. You know, we need to make sure that, uh, you know, we are going in there with a purpose and we're not just going to roll, show up, roll out there and expect to win, you know. But I understand what you're saying about overconfidence. We talked to Nick Suriani, their head coach, a couple times this week. And, you know, he, he does seem a little bit like, hey, you know, we got this game in hand. And I don't think it's going to be that easy. I know, like you mentioned, the offensive line for the Lions, they still have the two good tackles in Sewell and uh, Decker. But the interior, Frank Ragnow can't man up at center, you know, and Vitae's already out at guard. I mean, you know, Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, Milton Williams, Jordan maybe Davis Jordan Davis. Yeah, I'm yeah. not sure how much he's going to play, but, you know, you're talking about an interior part of that defensive line that could eat and eat big if Vitae is already yeah. out and Ragnow's not there. And I mentioned Davis, you mentioned Davis. I mean, you know, I'm kind of putting the over-under on him and snaps that he's going to get it at about 25. I'm not sure he's going to play, you know, like a 40 to 50 snap load. And I'm not sure if he'll even show up on the stat sheet in the time he's out there. That's not what uh, his, job, not his job, yeah. not, not initially it's not. It's going to be to occupy the blockers, free up some guys on that line or behind him with a linebacker core. That I'm a, that's really what I'm really excited to see is this linebacker group. And I throw Hassan Reddick into that mix, even though he might line up as a as an edge guy at times, as one of the overhang players that Gannon talks about. But this linebacker, Kaiser White, to me, you know, he can guard tight ends. And that's a problem the Eagles had last year. And Hawkinson in that 44-6 loss the Lions had last year, he was the only guy that did anything. I think he had 89 yards on eight catches, something like that. But he yeah. was it. And he might be all they have again this week. Um, and if he is, I'm anxious to see White. Maybe N'Kobe Dean, if he's in there, I think he'll have a, uh, you know, a small package of plays as well. Uh, but I'm anxious to see how this linebacker group performs in covering the tight end. Hawkinson will be a good test. And in the run game, I mean, Swift, yeah, he doesn't have the explosion, but, you know, I think, you know, he's a good running back, you know. Yeah, he's a move the change type of guy. Yeah, and, and he, can, he, he can, can hit some going. home runs if, if you let him get out into space. So, uh, that's what I'm anxious to see is this linebacker group. But, you know, I do agree that overconfidence uh, is an issue. How about on the Eagles' side of the ball, you know, offense and defense? What, what, uh, any concerns there at any of those positions? My two most concerns are kind of nitpicking. C.J. Gardner-Johnson is going to start at safety, and obviously he's only been here for about 10 days, so he's not going to know the whole defense. You mentioned he's a very good slot player uh, moving to safety here in Philadelphia, but um, you mentioned Hawkins and Kaiser White. That's going to be sort of a team effort. Uh, C.J. is going to be part of that as well. We'll see how quickly he can pick up uh, the defensive scheme. And I I'm, I'm, I'm talking about when nobody else is talking about, and that's special teams. And our old friend Dave Fipp is the special teams coordinator out in Detroit. I was talking to uh, Tim Twentyman from uh, DetroitLions.com. Um, 
you know, probably other than the offensive line, when they're healthy, the best part of the Lions team is probably special teams. They're good in punt coverage. They're good in kick coverage. They got a decent return man in Khalif Raymond. They have a Pro Bowl punter on uh, Jack Box. Again, it's it's not sexy, but I can see Dave Feppy nose spelled up, he nose spelled up well. Conversely, the biggest weakness nobody talks about with the Eagles, they weren't good on special teams last year. That they don't look like they've improved that much. Except Jake Elliott, who was great, but the coverage wasn't great, returns weren't great. Uh, Britton Covey's probably going to be elevated and probably going to be the kickoff returner and the punt returner. Um, he'll be secure, but I could see Dave Bibb trying to push things and try to make a splash play. Because if you're Detroit and you're trying for an upset, you're going to need that wacky play sort of on special teams or somehow. And maybe it comes on the third base for the Lions. Yeah, and we saw the Eagles have a punt got blocked last year. I mean, you know, I could see Fit maybe trying to load up on a, you know, maybe finding a weakness uh, again. But you, you don't know who's going to be on special teams. I mean, I guess you have a good idea if you're Dave Fipp, who's going to be, you know, protecting on the block punt or, you know, on the punt return punt punt team. So, you know, but he's a veteran coordinator, special teams coordinator, Fipp. And you're right. I, I wouldn't be surprised if. You know, he tries to cook up something that could swing the momentum of the game. And remember, this is a game that has been billed as a complete sellout in Ford Field. 70,000-plus expected to be there, standing room-only seats. Uh, so, you know, the Eagles want to keep this crowd from getting too loud, obviously. They want to take them out of the game. But if you can come up with a big momentum-changing play, especially on special teams, you know, that, that crowd's going to be roaring. And that's really going to tilt the momentum in the Lions' favor, and then the Eagles will have to find a way to get it back. But, you know, I, I like the weapons, obviously, they have. You know, it's Nick Sirianni's job now to find a way to get three weapons incorporated into this offense. Last year it was Smitty, Devontae Smith, and uh, Dallas Goddard. Now this year you had A.J. Brown. Now you got to find a way to keep all these guys invested and keep these guys running their routes, knowing the ball could come to them. And uh, we'll see how that all incorporates itself uh, yeah. as this game goes on and then as the season goes on. And I'll, I'll give you another concern, too, and maybe it's not like a first-game concern, but it's the running back group. You know, Miles Sanders, to me, you know, he's healthy, he's ready to go, but for how long? You know, he's played 12 games each of the last two years, and my opinion is is they need Sanders to be healthy this year. They need yeah, him to answer the bell 15 games at minimum because the depth at this position – isn't that great? We know Trey Sermon came in late. Maybe he'll become a factor. He's a big guy, six foot, two fifteen, um, but he won't be ready early on. So Sanders, to me, has to stay healthy. There's no Jordan Howard waiting in the wings on the practice squad. A guy who you yeah. know what he is. He's a goal line touchdown maker. Um, nobody like that now. So you, you're looking at a former third round pick who's been in the league one year, Trey Sermon. Yeah. You're looking at Kenny Gainwell, who really struggled this summer, and he's got to prove something to me and to John and others. I'm sure that. That summer work was a fluke for him and that he can catch the ball and he can be effective and he can move the change. We're, we're going to see. Boston Scott, to me, is a really good running back. But after Sanders and Scott, I mean, it gets pretty thin pretty quick, yeah. in my opinion. So I think that's a concern. Miles Sanders has to stay healthy. He will be for Sunday, uh, and we'll see what he does. But he's got to answer the bell week in and week out. Yeah. And he may even have to play through some of these nagging injuries that have kind of sidelined him maybe in the yeah, past. Yeah, I think it's – and it, remember, Miles comes in with a bit of chip on his shoulder because yeah. it is a contract year. People are sort of downplaying him. Really talented player, but he hasn't put it all together yet in his first three seasons. Um, 
I think he's going to have a good year, but you're right. I am not confident in the depth. Uh, Kenny Gainwell did not have a good summer. Uh, Boston Scott, I'm, I'm with you. He's a good player, but you don't want him playing 10, 15 games as your lead back. Right. I mean, there's some limitations there. Yeah. And the Eagles are pretty excited they were able to get Trey Sermon, a uh, third-round pick, as you mentioned, uh, last year. But I got to tell you, if the Eagles don't have the best offensive line um, in, in, in running game because of uh, run game coordinator Jeff Stoutland, it might be San Francisco. And it tells me something if you can't succeed as a running back in San Francisco because everybody succeeds there. And the fact that they gave up on him that quickly, that's a little bit of a red flag for me. Um, but the Eagles are taking the optimistic route with Ian Book as well, who was a fourth-round pick last year, and they were able to get these guys in here late. I know Nick Sirianni's excited about that. Um, maybe Trey Sermon helps. Look, everybody can run behind this offensive line. That is, I think, the strength of this Eagles team, and that's why we talk about the ceiling and the expectations. I don't know where that ends, but the floor of this team is not going to be bad because of that offensive line. When you can block people, you can win a lot of games in this league. Give me one key matchup that you see. Uh, I know that we could go, go through a lot of these, but just give me one big matchup that you like in this game or you see as pivotal to a win for the Eagles. Well, talking uh, uh, to the Eagles uh, coaches a lot, they're a little bit worried about Eden Hutchinson. Uh, now, part of that is the unknown but I do remember a couple of years ago when Nick Bosa came into this league with San Francisco, and he, he created such a splash. I'm not saying Aiden Hutchinson is going to be that player, but number two overall pick, um, Eagles are a little bit concerned with him as a natural edge rusher. But the good thing for the Eagles, you got Lane Johnson, you got Jordan Mailata, two of the best offensive tackles in the game. So that might be strength versus strength. We don't know a lot of unknowns with Aiden Hutchinson, but he's got a lot of talent. And conversely, same thing, edge rusher. The Eagles, what, 31st in sacks last year, Ed? Yeah, 29 uh, of them. Yeah. yeah. I think Detroit was the only team behind him, wasn't it? Um, yeah, I think you're right. Um, so Hassan Redding, you know, you, you mentioned – Whatever you want to call him, Sam linebacker, edge rusher. He's going to be an edge rusher. He's going to go chase the quarterback the best majority of the time. And we talked about the Lions. Strength with Panay Sewell and, 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 and Taylor Decker at tackle. So uh, that, to me, the pass rushes on both sides and really from the edge. Nick Sirianni says that can wreck a game as an offensive play caller if you get that big rush from the edge. Yeah, good good keys there. I, my key, I think, what I really like in the Eagles' favor is their wide receiver group, and you could even throw Dallas Goddard in there uh, against this Lions secondary and linebacking core. I think a big advantage, Eagles, when you can throw out there Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, Dallas Goddard, Quez Watkins from the slot against a, a Lions secondary that really isn't you know any great shakes, in my opinion. Um, so I think the Eagles, and maybe this will – be a downside is they're going to try to throw the football here uh, and and get a lead yeah. and take this crowd out of it. But you don't you know you don't want to forget about the run too. I mean they really made hay last year on the ground. They came out and ran the heck out of the football and winning forty four six. But I really think the Eagles are going to come out throwing, and I like this matchup and that's why I think they do come out throwing because 
this receiving core, as we all know, is exciting now with Smith, Brown, yeah. Watkins. You have Zach Pascal, who I like maybe more than John does, and Dallas Goddard, who I think is going to have a huge year. So that, to me, I, I like that matchup that favors the Eagles, and yeah. I think that's what's going to help win them this game. I, I will say this about the Lions secondary. They haven't done anything yet, but they do. Jeffrey Okuda's back from injury. I think he was the third overall pick. Yeah, we'll see um, about him. A lot of talent. Mike Hughes is their nickelback. He's a former first-round pick. So these guys haven't lived up to expectations yet, but they do have talent. Mm -hmm. So you never know if that light is going to come on. And Ed's right. It certainly looks like the Eagles think they can make hay in the passing game against this team. Is that the strength of the Eagles offense, though? I don't know. I think it's building off that offensive line and running game. So it's going to be interesting. Give me a prediction. Who do you want to win? I do think Detroit uh, uh, is is just not talented enough to beat the Eagles. Even week one, home opener, all the excitement, sold out crowd. Last time we were there in Halloween, there was about 40,000 people there probably, so it was empty. Um, most of them were Eagles fans. Going to be a little bit different environment uh, this year. Uh, but I think the Eagles are too, just too talented. And now that Ragnow may not play, look, I, I thought it was going to be close. I thought it was going to be a 24-20-ish game. Now I'm starting to go maybe 28, 20, 31, 20. If the Lions don't have that offensive line, I don't know if they can stick in the game. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be hard for the Lions to score some points. I know the Eagles' defense has got a lot of new parts, moving pieces. You mentioned Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Uh, you know, what kind of role will Hill play, uh, you know, just coming in on the last day of August and then having to play safety, something he hasn't done a whole lot of in his previous years in the NFL. But I, I like the Eagles' offense to put up some points. I don't like the Lions' defense to put up some points. So I, I would probably call it like a Eagles 27, Lions 17 type game. I think, you know, I think the line is only four points, maybe four and a half in favor of the Eagles. But I think they cover that, and I think they cover it by uh, double digits, uh, a 10-point win. I'm going to I'm gonna say Eagles 27, Lions 17. So that's going to do it for John and I. Um, Hope we answered some questions for you, but we'll be back with more coverage and make sure you read us. Uh, we'll have plenty of game day coverage, plenty of pregame coverage uh, at si.com backslash. Say hi to the B. Yeah, there goes the B. Uh, www.si.com backslash NFL backslash Eagles or at eaglemaven.com. You can follow uh, everything you want, uh, videos, stories from both John and I. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.